I have often wondered why at so many junctures of our lives we tend to look back and think about what we could have done better. We ask ourselves several questions about yesterday. Why did we not make this particular decision? Why did we not make this particular investment? Why did not wait until I was sure before I got married? Why did I purchase this vehicle? Why did I buy this house? Why did I get myself involved in this mortgage arrangement? Sometimes we have so many regrets and we spend so much time focusing on regrets. We are so burdened and so blinded and so restricted with the regrets of yesterday that we cannot see before us the present that is today and the gift that is tomorrow. For me personally, that is not a place that I want to be in. It is not a place of health. It is a place of stealth. Because during the period of time that we are engaged in focusing on yesterday and the regrets of the things that we thought we should do, the decisions that we thought we should have made, inside of us is creeping up something that we did not cater for. I want us to understand how the body functions when the mind does not give it the opportunity to breathe, to relax, to flourish, to overcome, but instead creates burdens for it. We have certain elements in our minds that releases these enzymes and these glands that makes us feel a certain way. Neopinephrine endorphins such as dopamine, serotonin and of course oxytocin. They are all vital to our existence because they are the hormones that tell us whether things are going bad or good or not so good. But sometimes they are suppressed and depressed because we do not create the opportunities for them to come to the fore, for them to be excreted, for them to be loosed. And so we cramp our own self and we, 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 we limit our own ability to be happy and to feel good about things and to feel better about ourselves and to desire to have relationships with other people because these are not given the opportunity to be released because we are burdened with regrets. God did not intend for us to live like that. God did not intend for us to live life with burdens and regrets. God intended us to live as free moral agents. We were supposed to be happy we were supposed to be filled with joy. <laughs> were there going to be any struggles? Yes, of course. Were there going to be any challenges? Yes, indeed. But 
He did not say that we should be overcome with them. What he said is that I will give you the ability to overcome these so that you can have a better quality of life. But when we lose our way and we become distracted because we are only concerned about yesterday, we are blinding ourselves about the opportunities that exist today. And so you may ask the question, if I find myself in that place then, Andy, what do I do? How do I deal with regret? How do I deal with the monster that is yesterday? First of all, we need to put things in their right perspective. I want you to consider this. There's an old African proverb that says, if you cannot deal with the monsters that exist inside of you, then the beasts that are on the outside will quickly overcome you. We have inner struggles that we deal with every day. And one of the best ways to deal with those struggles is to exercise patience. I don't get it, Andy. I cannot even be patient about myself, basically, for what I have done that I should not have done. And you're asking me to be patient now with the struggles that I, I, I have every single day of my life. How can I do that? Well, how do you take time out to sleep? How do you take time out to eat? How do you take time out to socialize? How do you take time out to exercise? If you can't find an answer for any of those things, then it's obvious that there are monsters within that you are struggling with and you need to stop. You need to stop and you need to take stock of yourself. You need to start writing. Here's my first suggestion. Get a notepad, get a notebook. Start making a list of the things that you struggle with of the things that you regret. Write them down in the order of their priority, in the order of their ascendancy from one to five, one to six. If you have 10, <laughs> that's a serious sign. There's mutual trouble in your life. But that does not mean that it's too late or that things cannot turn around in your favor. I'm a living example that things can turn around in your favor and it's not too late. So that, if, that, that is reality for me. So begin to put things on paper. Write down, make a list of the monsters that you struggle with. And I want you to carefully consider what they are before you write them down because they are important to you. They are important to you because they are going to help you recognize how much time you have wasted focusing on things that can literally destroy your life. 
you are now going to use those things as a catalyst to rebuild, restructure, re-energize, recalibrate your life. The question is, now that I've completed the list, how can I do that? Fine. Make another list. On this list, write the things about yourself that makes you unique. If you can find at least five things, it's a beginning. If you can find six, seven, eight, it's a bonus. If you can find 10 or 11 or 12, you have a trophy of things to work with. Understand the irony of the term trophy. What you put on that paper on the second list is the thing that demands your time and your attention because it is a mindset now that you have to recreate for yourself that is going to tell you, I will no longer focus on the things that I regret, but I will now focus on the things that makes me unique. Why? Because I need to change my mindset from the inside out. Your frontal, cerebral, global cortex needs to remain open at the best of times, at the worst of times. And the best way you can do that is by training it to understand that when you put information into your subconscious, it is going to be mostly about the things that makes you unique and not the things that you had regretted doing in the past. What are exercises now that you're going to find yourself involved in that is going to say to you, I am better than this. So I want you now to choose a single day of the week where you're going to eliminate that thing of the past and focus that thing that defines you because it is unique to you. I want you to understand something. Look at it from this perspective. There are many world-class athletes in the world. There are many world-class footballers, sportsmen, teachers, doctors, lawyers, professionals of every walk of life in the world. But I want you to show me anyone on this planet, out of the 8 billion people or so that exists, that is exactly, identically like you. You will not find anyone that is exactly, identically like you. That mold that created you was broken when you were born and you are the only product of that mold that exists. How much does that mean to you with regards to your present existence when you should be looking forward to ensuring that the investment that God made in putting you here 
you work your tail off to give him a return that is worthy of the investment. That is why you alone and only you are here and not two of you, three of you, four of you, five. You are the only one of you that exists. If I put out your dental information, I will not find another person in another database anywhere across the planet that has the same dental impressions like you. I will not find another human being on this planet, dead or alive or to come, that has the same footprints and fingerprints that you do. That's how unique you are. And we don't even appreciate these little simple things about ourselves. How can we appreciate the bigger things about ourselves? You were created as a masterpiece because the master created masterpieces of himself. And so you don't seem to understand that the value that was placed in your life the day that you were created was an investment that God made so that you can come here and make a contribution to balancing the equilibrium of life as it is today. You have a role and a purpose and a destiny to fulfill that only you can and is endemic to you and you alone. And no one else can take your place. No one else can do that but you. But did you come to that realization? Do you have that mindset? Do you have that belief? Have you embraced that thought? Has it ever occurred to you that this is where you are supposed to be and there is something that you can do and only you alone can do it? Have you come to that realization? Are you convicted that this is why you are here? It's not just an existence. It is your life. And you deserve to live it at its fullest. I remember growing up in a village in central Trinidad where I was born and in that village there were many people that had high expectations of me. I'm the only son or boy child of a five family or five member family, my mom my dad, myself, and my two sisters. And because I was the only boy, great expectations were placed upon me. Wow, if only my father could see me now. <laughs> Anyways, in growing up, when those expectations were placed on me, I would always ask myself why. Why is it do people look at me and have expectations? Why is it they think that there is something special about my life? What about theirs? I would always ask myself that question. And as, as time went on and I grew up, I began to realize that there are times when people would see things in you about yourself that you can't see so much because you don't take time to look at your inside. You take time to look at the outside. 
And to have a God-centered thought, you need to look at what is happening to yourself on the inside. If you take care of what's happening on the inside, then what you produce on the outside is going to look like someone who is taking care of themselves and people are going to be attracted by that. But the only way that can happen is when you begin to place value on your existence and you realize there is something tremendous about me being here and I have to live it because it is like having a baby on the inside waiting to be born, waiting to be given birth. There's excitement, there's hope, there's expectation of another life to come. And when it happens, there's relief and joy and celebration and a christening to take place. But we have passed all that. We are an adult now. And there's a great level of expectation for us to be a part of the world that we live in, but to be a contributor. Not being passive, not being a taker, but being a giver. Idris Elba, that famous uh, British actor, <laughs> he once said that his father told him that there are only two kinds of people in this world. The givers and the takers. He said, the takers, they eat sumptuously. And some of them live better lives because of the things that they enjoy because they fake. He said, but the givers, they always sleep better at nights. And I think about that in the context of my life. And I realized that when I came to the place to recognize my purpose, when I begin to embrace the reality of why I am here, the reason for my existence, and I started to live because I thought if I could only embrace that enough by understanding it, by studying it, by making an investment in it so that it becomes something valuable to me, then I can appreciate how much God wants me to give, to share, to positively communicate why I am here. And then I realized that when I, would, when I did that, I was adding value to my life. And that is why it is better because now I can sleep better at nights. What about you? When you lie in that bed at the end of the day and you think about the things that you have done, did you fulfill your purpose? Did you increase in the value of your destiny? Did the intent that you have for the things that you did think and say create a better environment for all our existence? Did you communicate something of love and hope and joy and expectations to someone? 
Did you give a helping hand to someone looking to cross the street and make them smile and give them hope to feel, yes, I do matter. I'm still important. There is still value in my life. There's still a reason for me being here. I can still make a difference. Did you do something that made someone feel, yes, this is the best day of my life? Did you say something to someone that says, you know what? There is still hope for a better day and a brighter tomorrow because someone still cares about me. Do we give unbiasedly, unashamedly, without judgment, without looking at what is on the outside? Do we want to associate ourselves only with day that look good and smell good and ride good because of the cars that they have and the clothes that they wear and the shoes that are on their feet? Or can we safely say, it does not matter what you look like, you are okay. You are important. You are here because God wants you to be here and therefore who am I to discriminate? There's value in your life and I can add to it. If we begin to think like that, if we begin to focus like that, then all the things of the past that we have looked upon, that we have focused upon, that we ought to forget, they will become but distant memories that eventually would fade away in time. Tom Jones once sang a song and he said, memories don't live like people do. They always stay with you, whether they are good or bad. They remind you of something that you had. Past tense. Put those memories of regret away. Get them out of your mind. Flush them out of your system. And begin to appreciate the unique and important individual that you are. Put value to your life. Create the atmosphere for your existence to come to a place where you understand that you are here to give, to share, to help, to communicate something that makes someone feel a positive stroke that they can say, yes, we are all okay and it's a good thing to be here. But how many of us can honestly do that? And have no regrets at the end of the day. Even if we did not achieve or accomplish the goal that we set out to. Even if we cannot pay the bill. Or even if we can only eat one and a half meal per day. Does it make a difference? What matters to us? What are the things that we place in our lives that creates the value that exemplifies and identifies who we are? Is it based on tradition? Is it based on materialism? Or is it based on humanism? What is it based on? Why do we invest in time but get no returns? Because we waste that time thinking about things that happened and we can do nothing about. You know what the Bible tells us? that we cannot add one iota of growth to ourselves by worrying. <laughs> Every
every single grain of hair upon our head, including mine, is numbered by the Creator. That's how important you are to God. The question is, how important are you to yourself?